die achterstraat sienkies of iets daar soort. The Backstreet Boys, Caxton Radio. I would like it that way. Thank you very much. Bringing us to 12 o'clock. Welcome, welcome, Emperor's Palace. The hills are alive with the sound of Alan. Alan Malinick standing by for the Malinick Hour. He's with you for the next hour between 12 and 1. Hello from Paul Rotherham. Hello, Lorette Morgan. Hello. Hello. Hello, Alan. Hello. Hello. Everything fine and dandy and all good? I was just thinking about the hills being alive with Why the sound Why are you shouting? Of, I don't know. Because the I hills shouting? are alive with the sound <laughs> of Alan. <laughs> when your earphones down, I won't be shouting. That's true. <laughs> you were just thinking? I, I was. I was thinking about, about Julie Andrews because oh. of the hills being alive with the sound of machine gun fire and so on. Oh. Yes. Okay. Well, that's a modern take on it, is it? Well, I, I don't know about modern... They probably had that in Switzerland at some stage. Maybe. Along with yodeling, beautiful chocolate, and fairly accurate watches. Speaking of which, look at the time. It's 12 o'clock. There we go in celebration of his award last night. Uh, the weekend kicking off the show for today. What was it again, the full title of that award? Because what time was this? I didn't even watch it. It was our local time, 9 o'clock. It was 8 o'clock in London. Okay. <clears throat> it was at the O2 Arena. It was live. I streamed it. Uh-huh. Um, Coldplay opened it. They, oh, wow. they, were, they were on a platform in the River Thames oh. next to the O2 Arena. Hopefully with no dead bodies <laughs> floating. It was say, very cool. Floaters. No, this is England, not <laughs> England. Yeah. And uh, it was awesome. They did their new their new song, which we must play, yes. Higher Power. Okay. Must find that. I will upload that to the station yes. immediately. Immediately. And um, so it was just it was it was lovely. It was a lovely vibe. It was obviously there was still some social distancing, but there were no masks. No masks. Like no, because it was. He doesn't listen to the news. Oh, no, no, I don't. Okay, so the moment you sure. said Dua Lipa or the weekend, my mind just the, drifted. The thinking Sorry. stopped. Yeah. So uh, um, the Britons, British Prime Minister Boris Johnson, they've announced a, a, a scheme, a, a sort of a, a trial oh. uh, to have live events again. Oh wow! Yeah. Without mask wearing, we without are. your mask, and see yeah. what doesn't happen. So they had four thousand oh. people there, all frontline workers. Huh. As the um, audience, yes, and um, yeah, they, the tables were sort of uh, socially distanced, but nobody, everyone had to have a test before, and everyone was obviously negative at the time. <laughs> That's it's ridiculous. This testing, you know, we've just had a, an outbreak at Benoni High School with a couple no. of kids now who have COVID. Yeah, three of them, I think. And so the circulars have been going around on the SMS line saying, if your child is not well, please don't send them to school, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, so Matthew comes home on, was it Monday or Friday? I forget now, time flies, and said, well, one of the girls in our classroom was positive for COVID, but came to school anyway. Cool. So, you know, there is, there is the ridiculous and the inconsiderate, and no, then is, there, there's just the paranoid, mm. because now Jessica Page has got a bit of an itchy, scratchy throat, and, oh, no, I don't think I should go to school, Dad. I'm not going to go to school. Uh, <laughs> no. No, it's ridiculous, because you can have a test today, mm. and if you are in that window mm. where it's still doing whatever viruses days. do... Yeah, I, I, I do not understand it. Not that I want this to become the Corona show, but you go to a restaurant, you sign in, you sanitize, you have a mask on, you sit down and all of a sudden the masks come off and the entire restaurant, yes, there might be a little bit more distance yeah, between you and the table next to you, but nobody's wearing masks. No. You've got more chance of getting food poisoning in a restaurant. Well, what is the point? I just yeah. So good for you. Um, good for you, Britain, that you've decided to do something without a mask. <laughs> and let's see, because unfortunately, I don't, I don't want to put a bet down here, but Alan will know where I'm going with this. Yeah. If now there is a spike in the next week or so yeah, exactly. following this concert, 
exactly. which was attended so, by 4,000 people. Let me, let, me, let me finish the sentence. Frontline workers who exactly. work with people all the time who've got yeah. But the point is Someone's, just, can you imagine yeah. now, if, if there is an outbreak, inverted commas, then all of a sudden it's going to be yeah. a very strong provider. We told you. Yes. We told you it would do this. It's going to provide a very you. strong case to say, that's it. From now on, you might as well have the mask surgically sewn onto your face this because it's not coming off anytime soon. <laughs> it's ridiculous. But well done, Dua Lipa, and well done, The Weekend. They need to do a little collaboration. That'd be awesome. Yes, That'd The, the so Weekend awesome. Leaper. <laughs> with Leaper. There we go. But that's wonderful. I'm going to have a look at the footage because you, you said Dua Lipa put on a wonderful performance. Absolutely as did fantastic. The weekend. They, they, actually, they actually built not what looked like a tube, you know, a, a, a oh, like the underground. Tube. Yes. Yeah. Uh, it started, the actual video started in the underground. Okay. And then she came walking out. On the uh, in, through the one that they had built on the okay, stage, sure, and it was just brilliant. And the choreography, the dancing, and whatever she she's really I didn't realize how talented no, she, she is. No, she is a fine talent. And I she say this jokes aside because I don't want to awesome. be commenting on pretty women too much. I'll get myself into no, trouble. She happens to be pretty. But, I mean, but she, she is. There's just something says, about her that's, and she that's, just, that's lovely. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, moving on to other people who are lovely. Alan Malinick. <laughs> on, on the I'm inside. Not him, him, I'm not sure about that. Him. Sing him a hymn. <laughs> so it is the Malinick hour. Forgive me, by the way, if you smell um, Fisson's bum paste, it's me. I'm rubbing it on my hands. Okay. It doesn't have Say a very, that again. It doesn't just, have a very strong Just to smell. clarify. Okay, I'm rubbing. Here we go. Fisson. Fisson bum paste designed to soothe irritation and redness and help babies with nappy rash. Does it actually um, say bum paste? Yeah, it says fist and bum paste. I'm looking at it now with a little oh, safety pin. Me. Well, it wouldn't sound the same if it said posterior, would it? <laughs> <laughs> very rude. Um, I find my hands dry out horribly at this time of the year. Mm. And uh, aqueous cream is very good. But I've discovered that bum cream, and I'm, I'm serious here, bum cream really works well. What that, what's, what's the contents? Just I think one of the main reasons is the zinc. I was going to say, is the zinc, is there urea in it as well? Let me have a look here and I will tell you... Normally, they have the ingredients on. At least they should. Um, Alan, I cannot believe this. For the first time, I am holding a tube of Fissen bum paste that I haven't held because, well, my daughter's 15 now. So for about 14 <laughs> years, I haven't touched this stuff. Uh, it doesn't mention the ingredients. Oh. But I'm 99% certain because we've got a bigger tub at home and that does have the ingredients. I'm, I'm almost 100% certain it's got zinc. Yeah. And... Um, Lorette Morgan's actually going to Google it for us because I know she's got heaps of time. Because Lorette's a Googler. She's going to quickly Google what is in Fissen bum paste. Now, you did not stream Caxton Radio now to hear about me putting Fissen bum paste on my fingers, but it does work very well if you battle with dry skin or eczema or anything like that. Uh, it's the Malinic Hour where you don't need bum paste. I don't, I don't use bum paste on my hands. I use um, that, that tea tree, that plantation, what's it called? Nation? Tea tree oil. Yeah, the tea, no, the cream. With tea tree oil in it. And oh. that works very well. You know, there's a few of them. I use the aqueous, a very plain, no fragrance, no perfume. Bless you, Lorette. She's about sorry, to sneeze. Sorry, I'm, I'm getting a cold. Oh, a common stop, cold. Stop being such so a sorry. girl and I'm just run sneeze. To the bathroom okay. in a minute. Sneeze but all over the window and then... And then people can look at it from the outside. Oh, gross. Charming. It's what like is in bum cream? <laughs> it's made with zinc oxide. Yeah. To help soothe and protect your baby's delicate skin and Paul Rotherham's rough old hands. <laughs> Lovely. <laughs> Thank you for that. Warts oh. and all. Lovely. There you go. Um, does, does it give any other ingredients or just mention zinc oxide? Uh, blah, 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 blah. 
It's so strange. If you think about the products that we use every day, do you remember the brand names? Like, Alan, what toothpaste do you use? Of course That's you know. That's a very good question. I How can see the picture. I'm serious because I'm just thinking now. I use this tube. I, not a tube. I've got this tub of cream next to the bed. I put it on every night. And... Epimax. It's just come back to me. It's called oh, Epimax. Yeah. Sorry. That's got, that's got urea in it, I think. Um, I use that. Yeah. But I was just thinking it's strange because we use things every day of our lives. Yeah. And very often you don't actually remember. So like I said, what toothpaste do you use? I'm so very you? particular about what toothpaste. Aquafresh. No Colgate. way. Poofy. Stinky. Sensodyne. <laughs> Sensodyne. Oh, Sensodyne. Sorry. Sensodyne. Gum. Yes. Gum health. Oh, okay. Well, lovely gums you have. I do. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Spoken like a true crocodile. <laughs> and Alan Malinek is going to come back next week and tell us what toothpaste he oh, uses. Oh, I do the same. Not the gum one, though, the complete oh. one. And my favorite toothpaste in the world. Welcome to the show, everybody. In the world. It's the toothpaste the show. No, listen, and I always get it when I go to England. I bring a whole lot with me. Yes. You thigh more. Pardon? Euthymol. You've it got is, a bit of a lift. It is so, you know what? It looks, like, it, like, it looks like a 50s product. Yeah. It's, it's, it's like in a red, uh, a, a white box, okay? Yes. And then it's got green and pink. Yeah. And, uh, Super. And it's, <laughs> and it's called Euthymol. I've never heard of it. It's what is the name for toothpaste? Euthymol. Is it toothpaste? Yeah, and it's pink. It's pink and it's lovely. Super. Lovely. It tastes okay. lovely. <laughs> Well, there we go. If you'd like to share with us what toothpaste you use, you're welcome to message no, Alan Malinek directly. Here you go. Spam, spam the group oh, with your favorite toothpaste. With your favorite toothpaste. That's it. What are we supposed to be doing today on your show, I haven't sir? a clue. I'm, I'm watching the picture of How salads. How can you not have the, a clue? On the, uh, on the television That's over worrying. There. You know, I was listening to your news earlier. Yes. And... As Looking I, for something to talk about. No, as I always do. But <laughs> yeah. things just pop out of Actually, it. Actually, it's know? not pink. It's red and green. I remember now. Here <laughs> you, see what I, you see how well you remember see, the pink? No, if you, the, if you mix it together in different no, 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 proportions. The, 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 oh, oh you see 404 oh, error. Look um, at that. The, the, 404 the, error. Your the, toothpaste is not see, available. You see, the, the, the actual toothpaste is pink. That's the... See, it's very 50s. It looks like Wrigley's <laughs> chewing gum. Yes. It's, it's, I hope it doesn't smell like it. Oh, it's so delicious. It's lovely. Okay. It's got the most beautiful smell. 131 rand for a tube of toothpaste. No, man, that's crazy. Let me see your teeth. Can you... <laughs> I'm sorry. There's no difference between those and a, and a 15 rand tube of, of Colgate. Really? Well, I'm not using it now, but I do. But well, you what? No, I was asking about your gums, if it makes your gums any... I don't know, but it just... It's, it's greener just, or bluer or... It smells lovely and it just makes me feel good. Well, that's it reminds me. Thing. You know why? It, it Once again, it's that association thing. Oh. When I first went to London that's and I saw toothpaste. it in boots, I took it and, look, I had the best time of my life when I lived in London, so... I, good memories yeah, from toothpaste. Association. No, man, and that's the toothpaste. I you, you must tell us more about what happened in London. If no, 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 Alan, was the Alan, 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 the show finishes at three. <laughs> <laughs> so you were saying, listening to Lorette's yeah. news. I was, yeah, Carol just sent a message to the group here saying, hey, you're supposed to be talking about dead people. But, oh. but listening to Lorette's news, and I can't help do this. I always pick things, these things just flash out of it for me, and I was listening to and thinking about all the acronyms that are floating around the SIU and the PPE and all of mm, those mm. things. And I find it quite hilarious nowadays how, how we have this abundance of acronyms. And 
I, I would think that the majority of people actually have absolutely no damn clue what they stand for. Well, I never use an acronym on its own. I will always start with the Special Investigating Unit. Yes, and, and then later after, refer to it as the SIU. Because that's what you do in the news. And Personal Protective Equipment, PPE. <laughs> must listen. Oh, my. Yeah, is that, I is just that actually it. triple PE, technically? No, that's B B B B E. <laughs> no, because I remember doing a voiceover for thing. mine. That's not triple P. And they and they Personal said protective um, equipment. No, no it wasn't PPE. just it wasn't just PPE. There was Maybe something else. It was else. purple. P- no, no, no. Pink. Purple, I'm serious. Pink. pink personal protective well, Alan, equipment. Alan, continue what you wanted to say. No, that's all I was going to say. I was just I'm I'm often astounded at all of these. Shortenings, these these acronyms and uh, the abbreviations that everyone uses and shortenings. Well, you know, shortenings. You know, like <laughs> like like in baking or something. Isn't that something you do with baking? Yeah, shortening. <laughs> shortening. You, you know what shortening Listen, is. People uh, understand. Sh- they don't understand words nowadays like abbreviation. Exactly, and all like shortening. Do well, you exactly. know that when I was at school mm-hmm. and we learned to bake, you use shortening. Yes. What was it? Butter. Because. Butter or margarine, but it's shortening. Yeah. yeah, it's called shortening. I wonder if young no, they women have no idea. nowadays no know, way. or anyone, in fact, mm-hmm. um, that's baking knows what I was just about to say, if young women these days bake. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But that might have been yeah. politically incorrect. You see, I knew there was a PPPE. Uh. It's the Pan Pacific Pork Expo. <laughs> <laughs> I found it. I knew it was somewhere. Is Percy there? Oh, no. The pig. Um, so, so what did you want to discuss uh, about about? I know there was something else that popped up in the news, and I was thinking India. about the probing. You see, no, not India. We know that things float the on the probing. Okay, let me go the, back to the news, the and pro- I can, I can no, take you out of your misery. <laughs> no, don't do that. What's I was just thinking though. about the amount of probing going on. We're going to need more aliens because I'm not sure that this government is actually capable of probing too much very effectively. Well, Cyril appears to have said some good things that have helped the RAND, oh. and we were chatting about it yesterday on yeah. our show. Okay. Uh, Cyril Ramaphosa, the president. Some of, some of those corrupt officials, MECs and stuff, appeared in court yesterday. Yeah. Hmm. I, I will wait and see whether anything actually comes of it, yeah, as opposed exactly. to just being a process to tick a box. It's a bit of a show, isn't it? Mm. But but seriously, back to you, Alan, because you, know, you only have thirty-five minutes. Little faith, and I know that there's lots that you want to talk about. Well, I'm not so sure now. I'm quite interested in the toothpaste discussion and you know? the uh, and the pork, the Pan Pacific <laughs> Pork Expert, <laughs> pork man. <laughs> I did not know that pig. Well, we were going to talk about things last week, and we didn't, and. Um, <laughs> That's quite a long thing to talk about. We were, we were going to talk about how the world has gone mad. Gosh. And uh, To be continued. Part 7, 8, 9, and 10. 12, 2. Yeah. And, um, no, the world has gone mad. There's no question. It's, it is. It, it really is mad. And maybe we should start talking about that. And the, the, the gist of it was really about how does that affect you? And um, it's a very convoluted conversation, of course, because... If you look at the degree of control and manipulation and with what what's going on, um, I'm not sure that there is a great deal that one can do about it. And that sounds a bit self self defeatist, but I'm not too sure that one can actually navigate uh, completely away from it. But you can insulate yourself, I guess, mentally from it to to some extent by. Being aware, but not absorbing all of the stuff that's thrust upon your consciousness by things like 
like social media mm-hmm. you're being obviously at any hour of the day being bombarded by lots of negative input lots of input but a lot of that input seems to be for the majority negative all of all of these things that are you know all of these applications that are constantly vying for your attention facebook and twitter and all the hundreds of other applications you know what's actually the point and what are you getting out of it i think that's a really salient thing here is Do people actually ask themselves what they're getting out of all of these social media sort of experiences? Let's call them that. I don't think people think that far, to be honest, Alan. I think very Mm. often it's it's a habitual thing. Yes. Uh, And I see it with my children as much as I try. I've realized the only thing that or the only mechanism or the only way I could stop my teenagers from being on their phone would be to physically remove the device. Yeah. And I think adults are in a similar position. As bad or worse, in fact. Yeah. Yeah. Where the only way is... Is to remove the sauce. You know, it's a little bit, I'm not talking about tomato sauce. It's a little bit like being an alcoholic and having a, yeah. a fridge full of beers and expecting the alcoholic to not help themselves. Exactly. It, it might just be a little sip or yeah. half a beer. Yeah. But for as long as it's there, we the are addiction, addicted. The and addiction think, is the addiction. Yeah, social media and our devices. Uh, Shame, I was speaking with a very, very dear friend of mine uh, early this week. Heck of a nice guy. Um, busy going through a, a breakup with his wife. And he just said to me, he said, my friend, he said, uh, social media, particularly Facebook and cell phones, he said, they're from the devil. And I mean, he, he was saying that partly in jest, I think. But a lot of that is absolute truth. Yeah. If you look at what comes from these devices and or platforms. The long-term result. Is, a lot of it isn't good. Bad. It's not good stuff. Yeah. No. Um, and sure, times have changed. We're not we're not suggesting that teenagers spend their entire lives riding BMXs around no. the suburbs and climbing trees because sure. we, we have gone past that. But if I think back to those days, and I've said it time and again to Zena, I think my life was better without all this stuff. Well, I really do. I might be more productive as measured by society right now, yeah. as in I reply to a message quickly or send an email within a few minutes of you emailing me, etc., etc. Mm. But as far as my life goes, my life was, was I think, far richer and I don't mean money-wise, but just I was better off without all this well, stuff. Well, it's an interesting point, and it sort of speaks to the, you know, what do you think life is about? What do people, what have they been manipulated into thinking that life is about or not thinking that life is about? And is it, in fact, a thing that people even consider? You know, part of the stuff that I was going to chat about, about the dead people that, that Carol was joking about, is this this thing of you come in to this existence and you will leave it um, what are you doing in between are, are you living for you or are you just living in the condition that you have been or in the manner that you've been conditioned to to exist for the benefit of who knows who who mm. knows what but actually what's the point of it how how many people exist in a way that they can get to the end of their time here and not look back and go Jeez, if only I'd done that or I hadn't done that or, you know, regrets and so on. And we've, we've spoken about this a fair, a fair bit. And um, I think it's a fairly salient point. You know, what you were saying just now about is, you know, <clears throat> you can't expect kids to go and do, you know, ride their BMX bikes all day and climb trees. Actually, a lot of good came from that. I think a lot more good came from things like that when we were growing up than comes from nowadays having everything at your fingertips and instant gratification in in terms of thought and and so on 
or yeah, very shallow thought. Um, well, there's no need to think anymore. No. Why bother thinking? Because the internet just thinks for you. <laughs> Doesn't it normally? We, well, this this is the other aspect, isn't it? The television, that passive input device. Uh, you know, you you sit there passively, and we we grew up with TVs. But it, certainly, I it it wasn't a big thing for me in my in my youth. I mean, it was quite, it was something to, you know, watch a show on television. It, there was there was something there was a novelty to it. Mm-hmm. But it certainly didn't command my full attention and didn't rule your life. Or maybe it did actually or without us knowing it because mm. if I think back to the days of TV as in television where mm. there was a schedule mm. it actually did rule your life in the sense that you knew you had to be home by seven o'clock on a Friday if you wanted to watch Knight Rider and on a Sunday yeah. evening at seven or eight it was MacGyver and so you did have this appointment listening so television I think has always been the driver oh, behind some sort of behavior great deal of manipulation to it that, mm. that's, that, that's for sure but I, I don't know that there was ever a great addiction to it like there was no, there was no withdrawal if one missed missed the, you know, the episode of Night Rider, for instance, yeah. or, or whatever, because it, you understood what? that it was nonsense. Oh, did you used to miss? <laughs> I never missed it. <laughs> My dad has and a Pop saying. Pop Shop was at six. Oh, yes. That you remember. How can you, exactly. <laughs> My, My dad always says, you don't miss what you don't see. Yeah. And I, that might on. perhaps sound like something old-fashioned, but I think there's a lot of truth in that. Absolutely. You don't miss what you don't. Out of sight, out of mind. There we yeah, go. Exactly. Oh, you're back. Hello. Good morning. Shirley, oh, you, have you got the sniffles today? I, I do. I don't know. It's a, it, I really feel like I'm getting a common cold. Oh, no. I'm not sick. I've just got a runny nose. We'll get you, we'll get you a so bib. terribly sorry about that. <laughs> no, I just stole some toilet paper from the, the toilet in Empress. Sorry, Did I you bring know. your phone back? I did. Okay, well done. Lorette has this <laughs> habit. You leave it Whenever somewhere? she uses the ladies' room, she'll sit down, doesn't do anything for half an hour, and then suddenly you see the shock look on her face. <laughs> and she realizes that she's put her phone down in the ladies' room. And, and then she all, walks back in and someone else is in that store. They always get it for me. They always get it for me and keep it at reception. Yeah. Uh, Shame. Yesterday oh I left my handbag behind. Oh, and I get it back. I remember, yeah. Oh, in the studio, yeah, yeah but it's it's quite safe. You need to uh, start tethering things to your body. Well, I need those, you know, have you seen the new um, air discs by Apple? Yes. That you, air you, discs. Want, you want one for your phone and for your hand? Yes, and my keys. <laughs> and Is oh, there an air head? Oh, oh, and I must just Maybe tell you. you. Have an no, air that's head. me. <laughs> no, I must tell you something else. Yes. He's not going to understand this. You're talking At, about this like it's a secret. You're not going to understand Shh. this. Is it to do with Apple or Mac? It's got to do with Apple and it's got to do with Hermes. You know Hermes. Oh, the Hermes bags. Yes, but not the bags. Hermes is a, is a French company, a very old company, and they they originally made saddles. So they do the most beautiful, exquisite leather work. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, and it's it, the brand has developed over the years. So they're known for polo and this and whatever. And polo, as in the as brand? In the, uh, no, no, no. As in the, the as in the sport. Okay. So the, they do all of that stuff and the highest, highest end stuff. Okay, if you've got all the money in the world, like that's two million rand for a bag, Alan. You know that kind of high yeah. end. Anyway, I've got a couple in the car. If I have you want six one. of those. So they have now yes gone into uh, um, a bit of a deal with with Apple. Uh, are they making cases and things? No, they're making um, they're making the the AirPod. That mm-hmm. you find your stuff. Oh, they've put it into key rings, into luggage tags. 
all kinds of nice things. And they've made a and they've made a cover for the the iPhone 12 Pro, mm. but not for the Pro Max. Mm. <laughs> I can show it to you. It's very desirable. Desirable, yet. okay. Oh, and wow. how much is it? More than Desire. the device. Um, no, I'm joking. Well, I a, get lip, that a lipstick is nice a lipstick stuff. is 67 pounds. That's for a very heavy. That's a very heavy lipstick. Could have a lot of lips for that. Sixty-seven pounds. Yeah, so that's get one about for my birthday. sixty-seven. It's about one and a half grand. Divided yes. by two point two. Um, is that expensive, ladies who are listening now? What do you pay for your lipstick? Please message us on the Malinik Hour. You can see it's a very, very just, deep, deep show today. It, here's here's some depth to it because this is a very interesting point. I think it's a very interesting. What's the price point. of lipstick? That too. D- does it change with the color? What do you mean? Does it the lipstick, with? man? Does it change with the color? How do you the mean? The price? Oh no! Don't be ridiculous. Of course not. Yeah. So you choose whatever color you like. So sixty-seven quid. Okay. So so this is not the point I was going to make. But seeing we're going off tangentially mm-hmm. here everywhere. <clears throat> so the red lipstick, mm-hmm. the post box red lipstick, mm-hmm. like Postman Pat would use mm-hmm. on his cat, mm-hmm. that's the same price as. As the apricot, um, the the one I want, which is just a, a like a stain. It's just it's just very natural. The stain, even though the pigment, I get where you're going here. Even though the cost of manufacturing it may be vastly different. Yes. Yeah. Possibly. Yeah. Yes. I was just thinking while you were talking about these airhead pod things, whatever to mm, find your AirPod. to find your Apple device or whatever. This this is. I'm little, lost. I still don't know what she means. Do you? Oh, it's a little. It's, it's a little just disc. A little it's disc. a little Bluetooth disc. So you know, you stick it on a thing, and then you can look on your phone to see where that device. To see is. where so you like put. A, it's like a tracker. It's yeah, a finder. Yeah. So you can see where you put your phone because you've lost your oh, phone. Why you don't can't. you just like pay more attention to where <laughs> exactly. you put your stuff? Hello, morning. <laughs> you could just remember where you put your stuff. <laughs> yeah. Instead of paying two million pounds for a leather keyring, for and but this this so is this back new. to the thing. Is this new? This yeah, relatively. Yeah. And and basically, what you do is you stick it on anything, and then use your iPhone to track where yeah. anything is. Yeah. So you can put it on your car, your wife. I don't know. Your toilet roll. You know, okay. it's, it's really for keys. And What's stuff. the range? Is it using? Um, <laughs> is it is it a device that's powered, or is it using? No, it's passive. Uh, the same. It's got a little battery. The same thing that you have when you walk out of the shop with a with a little, no, it's uh, got RF a little battery tag or whatever they are. Yeah, I'm so not it's got its own sure. I don't know if it's RF or if it's blue, blue like a Bluetooth thing, but. Okay. But, um, I think so you've you got want to be one of these so that proximity. you don't you don't keep losing your phone. That's uh, the plan. No, my keys because I can't I can't find my keys at home sometimes. <laughs> oh. You can see the you can see the level of anxiety <laughs> rise when she starts talking about the keys but have I been ca- left at home. But I can't I can't ask Oliver for that because that's that's <laughs> two hundred pounds for the tag. Yes. Just the tag. We'll send the him tag. the recording. Well, the tag. He'll feel the, guilty. The, the, the key, He'll send you one. It's the key fine. ring with the with the with the. Oh, pod. I see what you mean. So Hermes key ring with the tag that allows you to find your keys. Mm. Whatever happened to those cheaper nasty things that they used to get? <laughs> and you could buy them from the flea market for like a hundred bucks, and you would attach it. And if if you lost your keys, you, you would just press a button. Or yeah. yes, yeah, and it would. It would make a noise. Yeah. Isn't and then that you'd, good enough? Then you'd feel like an idiot because you're whistling in a room and someone was looking at you and then your keys were whistling back. As Alan and I will hand make a little Hermes <laughs> tag thing for you. Oh, no. Um, how much did you say it was? Oh, 200 no. pounds. We'll do it for you for 3499. Hey, Alan? <laughs> yes. 3499 Rand. Exactly. Yes. It'll be, it'll say Hermes 95. on it. It'll say Hermes. <laughs> it'll, it'll, it'll even say Lorette on it. 
We're and even it's not Hermes. It's not Hermes. It's Hermes. I'm I was sorry. Gonna, I was going to ask: Is there a Hismes as well? No, it's I mean, just it's hers. Just hers. It's H E R M E S. Hermes. What is that? It's a company. It's no, a Hermes. Her what? It's one Mez? word. It's just. It's just. I'm going to play a song a name. now. <laughs> no, wait, wait, wait! Before you do that, yeah. just this thing about losing your keys and stuff. Yes. What we'll be talking about with the passive input with television and how that's now changed with you. You face all of that book Netflix stuff, streaming, all Amazon of rubbish, yeah. and and the active nature of that input now, mm-hmm. where. It's it's far more, and I think we've spoken about this in the past as well. It's far more invasive, and it's it's being indicated in the way people think, or, or rather, the way they don't think. And this is just like what Lorette's saying now. But I don't know where I put my phone. Where did I put my phone now? I need a device to help me find my device. But that's been happening for years. I mean, my dad has been losing stuff since I can remember. Sure, as long as I can remember. So I think that's a human trait. But the fact that somebody's now capitalizing on that trait and they've turned it into a business opportunity, I well, suppose good, you good can't for them, fault them for that. Good yeah. for them. But I think that it's all of the technology is allowing people to be lazier in yeah, their thinking. Yeah, that I would agree with. Yeah. Absolutely. Ugh, why bother? Why do I need to know how this works? If ever it breaks, I'll just Google it or um, I exactly. won't fix it. I'll just replace it because yeah. that's what you do nowadays. And then we get to a point where all the information that you need to know to fix your whatever hot water bottle is on youtube Mm. and nobody knows how to do it without that and then one day when you take away the information source then what are we left with we're left with a whole bunch of people that can't do anything look at what's happening with certain trades and skills exactly look at what is happening with um uh, carpentry with metalwork with motor motor mechanics a number of I, these specialized I fields. can count I can count the number of motor proper motor mechanics I know on one hand really yeah the rest of them are parts changes the, you, 30 years ago you'd go into a spare shop and I'd, and I'd say well I need that 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 and that and the guy behind the counter would be knowledgeable enough to the point to say well uh, is it like this or is it like that or was it one of those yes <clears throat> and th- there would be proper there would be product knowledge yes now if it's not in the book if it's not in the catalog yeah we don't have it we can't help you that can't think further than that doesn't say it's in the book it doesn't exist Hmm. and the same goes for like you're saying you know what people do trades uh, tradesmen i mean i'm a toolmaker i i too can count the number of toolmakers i still know that i consider worth worth their worth their salt on one hand it, and that's that's a frightening thing. Because when last did you have to make a tool? Um, yesterday. Oh, okay. As recently as that. Yes. What was it? What did you make? Oh, it was just a, a mounting bracket for a, a linear actuator to lift a roof of a thing. Oh, okay. And you okay. made you just quickly put that together yesterday. Well, it's been a progressive thing over a week or two, but okay. Yes. Huh? A bracket's not a tool. You, well, you, you use a this, tool to make a bracket. Well, I used multiple tools to make the bracket. Do you understand the difference between tools and I could draw toolies. you a sketch of the bracket if you'd like. <laughs> it's probably not just a, a straightforward bracket. No, it's not knowing, the bracket we're thinking knowing, of. No, not no, a tool. Not, no. <laughs> it has a brain. <laughs> is there still work for people like you? Serious question. Because tool as making. you say now, people... Oh, yeah. Is there? Yeah, there's, there definitely is, is work for toolmakers. Um, look, with the advent, you know, with, with technology, with the improvement in CNC machining and things like that, a lot of... Uh, this is actually quite an interesting thing. Well, I find it interesting because of my background. Um, 
and my grounding in my sort of foundation in manual machining you know as a machinist you again have a situation where people are relying on computers to write programs for cnc machines mm-hmm. and instead of doing um, the work manually and actually working it out in your brain that is now showing up well i see a lot of um, videos on youtube of machinist type people and it's quite obvious that they have no no grounding in conventional machining all they know is look yeah. at the computer and the computer, computer will tell you and if the yeah. computer doesn't do it properly then it crashes a machine or breaks tools and that gets very very expensive but they all turn around and go oh, well, we'll we'll rewrite the post processor now it, it, it'll be okay yeah but you should have actually picked the problem up before it became a problem but isn't there something in fairness isn't there something that's been happening for years if i look at my folks who are late 60s 70 uh they didn't have calculators at school they had slide rules exactly and you used to calculate whatever it was using the slide rule or your head yeah enter the calculator boom probably in i'm guessing the the 70s i think it became fairly common in schools in the 80s when i went to school yeah you had a calculator was what? there was the the casio calculator right. watch that i matriculated came out. in 1984 yeah. and we were never allowed to use calculators but you you had calculators at school no i remember getting a, a casio calculator watch when I was still in the UK, I'm yeah. sure it was still mm. in the UK. Yeah. That would have been 82, 83. So that was high tech stuff then, eh? But the point I'm making is, while we are now, when I say we, we're discussing technology and how it's taken away from your ability to do the job because yes. you're relying on the computer to do it for you. Yeah. Surely it was no different in the late 70s, early 80s when the calculator became a thing. All of a sudden, you had people who now didn't need to go through a long list or a column of numbers doing the books, they would just type it into a calculator. I think there was... And uh, that was a good thing. Yeah, that was a good thing. It's, it sped things up. But I think that there was still the, uh, an understanding of why one needed the foundation. One, one needed to actually understand how to do multiplication and, and division and, and so on. I remember as a youngster, I remember my dad getting... Well, I, I took it this way, that he was probably very frustrated at my um, the speed at which I did maths. I, my maths nowadays is, is not bad at all. But I remember as a youngster him getting frustrated because he was helping with, with, with my homework once. And he was pulling logs, signs. <laughs> out. We were doing uh, trig and stuff. And... He was pulling the stuff out of his head. Yeah. And, I mean, if anyone knows about logarithmic Trigonometry, yeah. It's not, a, it's not just a straightforward no. process. And I remember, I still remember clearly being confused at how this was possible, that he could have in his head the ability to work out the thing to, like, five decimal points. You know, and and it was right. It wasn't that he was guessing. This This was going on it was like the slide rule in his brain was yeah. that was happening but i can tell you now and i mean i'm sure your father was an intelligent man but i can tell you now he was probably not superhuman in those no, days that's you know, what you that's did. what my, you did he was a new. as well yeah exactly i mean look at multiple i, I remember yeah. learning at school i remember learning my times tables yeah to the point where you could give anything up to 12, 12 times 12. Exactly. Any, vari- any, any variation. There we go. <laughs> there you go. You do that now, 
I, I, I stand to be corrected, but I would hazard a guess that most matriculants now don't know it. Uh, wouldn't would be able to wouldn't be able to spew it out for you. I would think seven eight. Yeah, uh, they might work it out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it wouldn't be the instantly programmed it like it is with us at fifty six. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. we we know that yeah. it's it's almost ingrained, yeah. just like the letters of the alphabet. Uh, it, it comes from it comes from the way you learn the stuff, and like you were saying about the slide rule, I remember as well. He, he was he was a pilot as well, and I remember watching your dad. This is yeah, okay. and I remember uh, also as a youngster looking at slide rules and thinking, you know, how does this thing work? Because it's not the most straightforward thing if you don't if you haven't had any grounding in it, and also you know what pilots nowadays have in in terms of like flight computers and apps on iPads and phones and things like that that do all these calculations and for navigation, and I remember sitting with him and him working out a flight plan and with a thing like a slide rule but a, a rotary type um, device. I, I actually don't know what it was called, but it was like. And for working out distance and time and, and so on and with this map. And, you know, I just remember going, in, you know, being sort of, I wouldn't say amazed, but I, I took careful, careful note of um, his ability to calculate speed and time and distance and, and things like this on a piece of paper. You know, or that piece of paper is the map. But literally in the head. And I remember as well him flying with him once and doing this while he was doing this you know you're not just flying the aircraft you're working this stuff out on on your lap while you're flying the aircraft yep. and it's dynamic things it's, are changing all the time precisely completely dynamic thought and as you say i don't think he was superhuman he was he was intelligent and he was able to put to very good use all of the foundational training and, and ability that uh, hell, I I don't even have half half of that. No, mm. and I I shudder to think at what the youngsters today actually have. There, yeah, there's an app for it. You can you can put the numbers into your phone. Um, maybe you've got a calculator. Do, do people even still have calculators? I wonder. Because I think these days it, it's done on your phone. It's, it's an, all on your it's phone. It's an app. Yeah, yeah, it's an app. There's an yeah. app for that, and that's that's the damn problem because I now we've allowed calculators. I have one. A calculator, yeah, a, physical, a calculator thing. Yes, I love. I've got one of those sharps with the uh, that the accountants have with the rolls on, and then you go, <laughs> then you go, tick, 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 tsh, and it goes, brrr, and it. Tsh. Clearly, she likes the sound of all the niche. How's it goes? <laughs> so, do you still use your calculator? When's the last time you used a physical calculator? Uh, yesterday. Okay, this is a bit like me asking Alan when last you made a tool yesterday. <laughs> I don't know. I'll be honest. I don't know when last I used a, calculator. a proper calculator. I think it would have probably been helping Matthew with his homework a few months back. We're going over some maths, and he has a calculator for school. Yeah. Uh, but aside from that, no, it's an app on your phone. I The other day, going through some old stuff from Old Man, I, I came across... Uh, the first calculator that I ever remember him getting. And I remember this, we were driving um, in, in the vehicle and we went past the post office and picked it up at, at the post office. It was a parcel. That it, and it was, it's nothing special. It's a little um, calculator with this LCD, little raised LCD readout. But the impression was great because the, this was like space age stuff, you know, back in 
I'm just trying to remember when that was. I mean, it's the 70s. And, um, but that was like really high tech. There's a lot of sentimental value attached to it. It's ridiculous. I mean, it's a, it's a piece of completely uh, <laughs> obsolete technology. But it's interesting the way one is able to attach to a thing like that so much sentiment and I found this thing the other day and I stuck it on my desk and I, it's been sitting there and uh, you know, it's just been sitting there quietly in abeyance and I'll look at it some, some time but it's interesting the way things like that um, capture the or the emotion of a thing like that will capture the memory and uh, you know take it forward mm. Mm. it was quite a smart smart little calculator a very simple thing I mean it just a very simple calculator but and there will come a time where even at school we won't be using calculators for no. now there is but it will there will come a time i'm sure yeah. where it moves on to an integrated device uh, and i suppose we could talk yeah. for ages oh, musk about musk with his brain thing huh? yeah that's also true what, what's it called neural Neuralink. Uh, Neuralink. Yeah. yes I won't, I won't mind if he does that to all the people and we can then just switch them off via Bluetooth or something. <laughs> we are now switching off the population. Can you imagine? Don't joke. Everybody line up on the side of the Ganges, please. Sheesh, Click, <laughs> splash. <laughs> so that's why they're all floating down the river. Look at all the floaters. They've already had it done. You can capture shame. them in the net and then retrieve the device and reuse Gosh. it. No, I mean, shame. Um, we've got to be uh, mindful of what's going on in that part of the world. It really is not nice at the moment. No, but we do have to remember to joke about death because that's a coping you mechanism, you isn't it? Can't take it too seriously. Well, we're all going that it's way. It's going to get you one way or the other. Yeah. <laughs> that wraps up the Malinik hour for today. There was, we were. It was all over the place. I tell you, like a pinball. One day, a wizard. one day you're going to come in here and you are going to sit down and you are going to do the show that you've planned. Well, it might happen. But then what fun would that be? Yeah, I mean, it's nice being spontaneous. But um, Lorette, make the calculator noise again. <laughs> Lorette's not going to be making any noise because it looks as if she's about to explode. That toilet roll has <laughs> almost disappeared. <laughs> it was Can we you another bit. one? She's been sitting here so, so quietly trying to blow her nose without anyone hearing. I'm not blowing. I'm what just, are you doing? I'm just taking the water dab. away. It's literally a dab. just water You know what running. I hate about getting a runny nose? So is the fact that your nose becomes so sensitive oh, after like half a day of blowing your nose. Yeah. I think you should put some of that bum paste on your nose. It's probably well, a good go. idea. Would you like some? <laughs> I should probably put some in to stick it. That, that'll stop it. it but then you'll talk like this. Yes. That's all right. Maybe I'll sound better. <laughs> in your news, gold is trading. In your nose or in your news? In your nose. nose. <laughs> Alan, thank you. If anybody would like to connect with Alan, uh, you may be in touch with him. Very easy. He is on Telegram. Telegram. There we go. Right. Just go and search for Malinik Hour. Malinik Hour. And you will find him there. It's true. Right. And, and I haven't even looked at the group, so I'll do that now. And um, Lovely. You're going to get lots of complaints because we spoke about things that are I fickle. I know. I know. Calculators and bum cream. Where's luck- the substance? Luckily. The substance is hopefully in the tube. Luckily, I have a thick skin. So... <laughs> Yes. yes. I'll just take the abuse. The less said there, the better. <laughs> Enjoy the rest of your week, sir. And you. We are going to wrap.